When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Neil Brennan. I have a Netflix special called Blocks where I go over the things in my life that make me feel like something's wrong with me, make me feel crazy, make me feel alone. And now I have a podcast that you're watching where I have my friends come on and they tell me what their blocks are. My guest today, he's he's letting me sleep on his couch, as it were. It's kind of a power move, right? Is it? I don't know. I thought it's like a nice thing. You don't have to rent a studio yeah, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess, yes. I don't give Alex any money. Exactly. We do all the work for you. Yeah, yeah. The power move is by you. I'm using your studio. Yeah. Like, <laughs> your this studio. is generosity. This is yeah. one of my blocks. Yeah. I'm too generous. Is that true? Mm-hmm. I, well, I will say this for you. Andrew Schultz, everybody. He's got all kinds of shit streaming, and he's got a great podcast called Flagrant 2, and he's got... Check out you people. He's got you people on Netflix, of course. Who can forget? <laughs> Tons of CGI in that movie. <laughs> You're actually not even in the movie. They CGI. No, CGI. They took clips from Flagrant and yeah, they yeah. put you in the movie yeah. illegally. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, okay. So here's what I'm impressed with about yeah. you. Okay. Great comedian. Thank you. Very, very, very savvy culturally. Extremely savvy culturally. Maybe the most culturally savvy comedian I can think of. Ooh, thank you. I would also say like. In terms of playing culture, you understand it and you know, like you kind of can see where it's going and you'll get there before the puck does, Wayne Gretzky Mm. style. So you've gotten popular, you've gotten success, you've gotten some money and a bunch of all the trappings, right? I would say that I'm impressed with your, how you deal with the people you work with. Mm. And I know because we've talked about it, that you are generous you're basically respectful you know within reason and you handle the stress well i'll say that okay um from my point of view yeah schultz prepared no blocks he said you can use my studio but i'm not going to prepare yeah so we have to we have to tease out (laughs) his blocks so my question is how was there an adjustment to six any sort of success or do you think it's just in your you have a high pretty high threshold for stress and questions and yeah i probably have pretty high threshold for stress and those types of things i think i think success is fantastic <laughs> like like and i'm not saying anything anybody else hasn't said but i think a lot of people get like bothered by success like people stopping you in the street and that kind of stuff but i read this excerpt in uh, in norm's book when he was like do you know how lucky my life has been? Every person that I've met is happy, on their best behavior, excited. Like once you become, you know, a certain amount of successful where people are stopping you in the street and they're stopping you because they love what you do. Yeah. And not because you play a character in a movie that has nothing to do with you. Like you people. Which exactly. Again, I did not storm the Capitol. Was yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I did not do that. Yeah. The vaccine yeah. does not make you gay. Yeah. yeah great. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great. Okay. And uh, I can clip that. Yeah, yeah. Just just make sure we put that out there. Great. But like, you know, being appreciated for your comedy, 
I, you know, someone comes up, I'm a big fan. It's awesome. And they're on their best. I don't know. Behavior. No, no, is a weird you're way right. It, a lot of, uh, like, Mark Norman told me a thing Letterman said one time, which is I'm, I'm really thankful I'm my famous. life is awful. I'm that Did was say, on the podcast. Didn't Letterman say that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Letterman said, I'm thankful that I'm famous because I'm too sensitive for normal life. Ooh. Which I'm actually pissed he didn't say on the podcast. That's <laughs> but a it's a great yeah, it really is. It's like he got insulated from yeah. like real world yeah. real world existence. Yeah. And that is the nice part is like you do get sort of ushered ahead. But not even ushered ahead. It's more like the best part about fame for me is that people trust your kindness. And I grew up in a place where Trust your kindness. Yes. What do you mean? So I'm from New York. I'm born and raised in New York. When somebody is nice to me that I don't know. I assume they want something from me. Right. Hey, how you doing, man? Oh, I love your outfit. Hey, do you got some time for Greenpeace so I could tell you about yeah, 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 yeah. Every time someone is nice to me. They want you to sign a petition. Give me your money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. My, like, interactions with people. Real quick. Yo, yeah. my man, you like hip-hop? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They still sell the CDs, bro. Oh, that's so funny. But for real, they want some kind of money. Yeah. So now I associate kindness with someone trying to extract this resource from me. So I'm on the defense with kindness, right? Yep. But I'm also hesitant in being kind, and I like being kind. I prefer it. I like going to Canada for that reason. They're like, they're more used to it. They want to help one another. It's probably the weather or something like that. But well, how did you, did you, so are you faking your New York being attitude? Mean. Yeah. Being mean. Yeah, I think everybody here does. It's a defense I mechanism. Because if you actually get to know New Yorkers, they can't wait to fucking help you. They can't, they'll walk you to the place that you need to go if you're lost. But they'll act like it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like they'll be fucking, like, man, I got um, you. Don't um, worry. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Fuck, where you got to go? Exactly. Come on, bro. But the great thing about that is when you're lost, I know you're not trying to take advantage of me. You're vulnerable. If you're yes. vulnerable, New Yorkers going to help you. If there's a domestic dispute, five people are going to come step in on that. You know what I mean? Like it is always you see New Yorkers help. Now, granted, there's just a lot of people in a small amount of space. But it's like, we are nice, sweet people. We just got to trust that the situation isn't going to fuck the, us I over. I always said the New York, like, misanthrope attitude. It's like, there's, you came to the most crowded place yeah, in the world. You yeah. don't hate people. Yeah. It's also like, I think New York attracts those people from other places. So if, like, you're a misanthrope in Maine, you're like, I, I know where to go. <laughs> exactly. So now we get a lot of people here that are kind of, like, capping with their energy. Yes. Because they feel like that's how you exist here in New York. Yes. Where New York is a very inviting place. It just doesn't feel like it. You just got to get past it that acts first mean, barrier. It's not. It's exactly. a. It's a like hard exterior, but like gooey. It's center. how men become friends. That's how I always look at it. It's Insults like and abuse. Every yeah. person that I've become like best friends with. Yeah. Both of us, when we first met each other, were like, I don't fuck with that guy. Yeah. Dude, no, I've never yeah. become best friends with a dude that like the second we met, it was awesome. We yeah, have everything yeah, yeah. in common. Yeah, yeah. There has to be like a little posturing. Yeah. And then there's some respect. It's though. a buddy cop movie. Yo. Or like you fucking, you fucking asshole. Nice fucking guy. shirt yeah. sipping on a steak out and then slowly you just become friends. Yeah. This guy's not that bad. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I learned something. So that's what it is. I think when you have a little bit of level of success or fame, you get to be nice to somebody and they never think that they that you want anything from them. And I love that because I think that is my natural disposition. I enjoy being. I, nice but I also think that reads on camera in that you're good looking, but it's not. I don't. I don't think guys resent you for it mm. because you do seem like a decent guy. Mm. So you you just like your situation that you're in. Which is it allows me to be closer to myself with people, which is I like to be nice. I like to be kind. I like to make them feel comfortable in that moment. Like, do you have a brother meeting. or a sister? Little brother. 
Oh, that's good. Yeah. What's how old is he? He's uh thirty three. Is he living in the city? Yeah. And how often do you see him? Uh once a week usually. Great. Yeah. Or once every two weeks. With yeah. your parents? Once a week, definitely with my parents, and then sometimes we'll go grab some food, maybe every couple weeks. And your parents are like nice yeah. regular people. Yeah. They're my parents are the best. What are they? I'm the they're like ballroom the dancers planet. or something? Yeah, my parents own a ballroom dance studio. Great. Yeah. My dad was like, he's a little Forrest Gumpy in that way. Like he used to like produce the news and shit like down in Baltimore and then New York. Like he did the first ever story on hip hop. Like he did, there's like these weird things that like happen in his life that he's like attached to. Yeah. Like he used to interview Ali all the time. He has these like old footage of him shadow boxing with fucking Muhammad Ali. Was like, he on camera or he was producing? Yeah, uh, he was, uh, sometimes he would be on camera when he was doing it in his Baltimore days. And then back in New York, he was producing like, I mean, like Ali told him he was going to knock out Foreman. Great. Like all these like random things have happened in his and life. And Ali didn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> he was very tight lipped about it. Um, yeah, he was going into that fight like I don't think I got it. They call him the Louisville tight lip because yes. he didn't see he didn't like to talk before yeah. fights. So he, but uh, he, he made an exception. Uh, Schultz's dad got the scoop. Uh, he really did get the scoop <laughs> on that one. But yeah, My, they were great. My so yeah, were you fight. Okay, so why? So why do you be? I mean, if comedy is from pain and all that shit, I don't subscribe to that. Okay. Go. I, I, I mean, that's, I, I think that it's like a convenient thing to use when you have pain. But I think I don't think that's the only way to become a comedian. Like we went through this time where it's like if you weren't molested, you're not yeah, a real yeah. comedian. Yeah. And it's like there's a. I think someone had a joke about this. Mulaney, maybe it was just like there's a lot of people molested that aren't funny at that all. That ain't funny. Yeah. Most people. Yes. Yes. Like how many Catholic comedians are there? Right. Like, I mean, the Catholic Church should be just I mean, it should be the hilarious. There should be a cover to get into church. <laughs> should be a two-drink minimum. It's there's really a, just There's Gaffigan. a one-sip minimum. It's, it's Gaffigan. Gaffigan. I guess it's me, but if you're at uh, me, there's Women, a few. Women, you're ca also Catholic. Yeah, yeah. But not like really. Not really. Not you're like, like an Gaffigan ayahuasca Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, yeah, I'm an ayahuasca. Yeah. Yeah. And Gaffigan has and like seven kids, so I don't think he was molested. Because I think if you were, you wouldn't put that many kids out there in the world. I don't get your logic, but I'm going to support you. If something happened to you uh, as a kid. You'd be too traumatized around sex. Yeah. I mean, but you're just increasing the numbers. Sure. But yeah. maybe it's like you just got to you gotta fuck. That's the only language you understand. He is Irish. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. My, yeah. I'm one of 10. So yeah. you're telling, talking to somebody who's a result. Yeah. I'm living the dream. Okay. <laughs> so just like parents are. My dad is the most supportive ever. Comes to every basketball game. Like his dad was not that. So his goal was to be the opposite. Okay. And had me late, had me at 40, my brother, 45. So lived a lot of life, you know, chronically depressed, like really working through that. Your dad was. Yeah. Both of my parents. A Can lot he of come depression. and be on the podcast? I'm kidding. I, honestly, <laughs> it would be great. He's, he Right now he has kind of like, uh, it's called. Uh, COVID. Go ahead. <laughs> no. Basically like a, a mild cognitive uh disorder which is could lead into alzheimer's it's kind of staying where it is but basically his short-term memory is gone oh shit so it makes it a little bit tricky yeah um okay but Sorry just the best like an absolute angel supportive as hell like really was not going to be his father but also had kids late where like he dealt with a lot of his shit before then yeah so he's coming into this point in his life where he's like i know the things that i'm insecure about i know the things that can be better i know the things that make me feel good like just trying to help people constantly also a very curious guy i think i get all my like question asking from him anytime i i i, I saw him interact with people it was like they were the most interesting person that they've ever met yeah he's like a news producer literally yeah like so yeah like it could be the guy bringing water to the table and my dad be like 
how do you carry all that? Yeah. And the guy thinks that he's busting balls at first. And then he goes, no, seriously, aren't your arms tired? And then there'll be a five, 10 minute conversation about, oh yeah, sometimes. Well, yeah, everybody's got like, a, everybody wants to be asked and not even in an egotistical way. They just have like bits. Oh, <laughs> They have a hunk about, oh yeah, yeah. do And they that. never get to share it. No, of course not. Also, there's a lot of people who, and I'm sure you probably went through this. There's like 10 kids in your family. Like how much time do you have directly with your parents? It's like. Where they would, they would uh, half an hour a week on Sundays. Okay. <laughs> That was with the pre. Neil. Uh huh. Neil. <laughs> no. But like, but for real, it's like there's this, there's a situation where like they just fucking listen to me. I think that's why I'm a comic. Like they valued what I had to say. Yeah. And they, my father just valued humor and he was my hero and I just wanted to make him laugh. So I think we oftentimes gravitate towards the things, at least as men, gravitate to the things that our parents value because we just want that validation. Yeah. So if your dad's a cop, then you're going to be a fucking security guard at your elementary yeah. school and all these yeah, things. Yeah. He's like, what can dad, what will dad appreciate? And I remember being a kid, I was telling you this before, I listened to Eddie Murphy's Delirious on cassette with him. And yeah. from there it was over. I was like, oh, Eddie makes my dad laugh like that. I love my dad more than anything. I want to make him laugh like that. Okay. When did you start doing stand-up? I think I was like 23 or something like that. And then how long before anyone cared? I mean, I, I got some things quick. No one cares, but they care. Does that make sense? It was yeah. probably like the the MTV stuff wasn't stand up. Like nobody cared about the stand up until they started putting it on YouTube. Got it. That's when that's when people were like, oh, "Well, shit. I will say your success is based on being denied." Yeah, but and how did you deal with like the sort of low level ongoing and not humiliation, but it's like you're just low status in okay. this. This is okay. I there was like two ways I looked at it. I would kind of like build like self-esteem hacks. So one, I felt like I needed one solid show a month. Meaning I had a show that I had the chance to do well at. That could keep me afloat. So if if there's two people in an audience, which is very common when you're starting comedy. Yeah. Whether you did well or not, you don't really know. But if there's yeah. 15 people, okay, now I have a chance to see if I could do okay. So I think I needed one. And then what I would do is when I would start to get down, I would like remember if I've made any improvement from the last month. So for example, when I got on stage, could I go on stage with and just open up on a joke? No, anything else. Like I didn't need to warm them up. I didn't need to talk to them. No, I didn't need to reset no. the room. Could I just go, here's the joke, judge the joke. And if I couldn't do that last month and I can this month, I'd go, all right, cool. Okay, I'm, I'm at least getting a little bit better because it's easy to get sucked into that vacuum of yeah. just this sucks. I suck. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. And then I started to like recognize patterns where like if I hated my set for like a while, I, if I was just plateauing and then it seemed like I was about to go down, a breakthrough was about to happen. So then when I would have that plateau that would start to dip even a little bit, I was like, oh, it's going to happen soon. Just keep on pushing. And the breakthrough is generally the crowd's response to you or, or, or me understanding them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think if there's one advantage I had coming up, it was like I was comfortable talking to people and I, and I could assess energy well, you know? And yeah. like, I think that would allow me to take my foot off the gas or push it on the gas. I think if there's certain comics that like, they're not very social in their regular lives. Yeah. So they don't really understand human emotion. Yeah. So they don't know how far they can push. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times they have to like encase the bits with 
like a very clear misdirect because it's like, if I don't give them that, I don't know if I'm comfortable in this right. scenario. When where there's other people like a Patrice is a perfect example. It's like he practiced pushing buttons so much in life. He knows when yeah. the rubber band snaps. Yeah. You know, so I think I had a lot of that coming up, just antagonizing people and just being like a, a goofy friend that loved to, you know, rile people up. So I knew where an audience, I knew like the breath of an audience. You know, I, mean? I know yeah. where the tension end is. Okay, I have to deliver now. I know how far I could push you, how long I could carry silence. So I kind of knew intangibles before I knew how to like structure and put things together. Well, you, you like a street guy. Yeah. I'm from the streets. Yeah, you yeah. seem like it. Like <laughs> like you'd go outside for nine hours. Yeah, but actually, yes. That's how we hung out. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. It's like Colin Quinn's bit about like Puerto Ricans on this. It's just like, yeah. that's you just seem like that. Yeah, it yeah, like yeah. reads on you. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. I know this kind of guy. Like yeah. I hear this guy. I walk past this guy. Yeah. I can't believe how long he sits outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah basically. Um, you should have a plastic <laughs> chair on stage. That should be like, that's you come <laughs> out with a plastic chair. Okay. So your dips don't seem very big. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I would like, I was really diligent about balancing it because I grew up with parents that bowed depression so i knew like i saw my dad go swim every single day and i was like oh he's not doing that because he likes the water you know what i mean he's doing that he's because, doing that because he's cheating on his my mom yeah it's swimming. and he has an excuse it's swimming <laughs> <laughs> that wet no but but he's in there because he got to keep the mood up you know what yeah. i mean like so i saw that and like even at like a young age i was like okay i gotta i gotta monitor this i can't let this get too far Okay. It's funny because nobody does. Nobody, nobody does knows that. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's taken that lesson. It, it's all the shit that we all learn and, yeah. you know, oh, you have to exercise and you have to do no, you have no, no. regular uh, tasks sun. and sun. Yeah. I, I was doing sun before ice baths and shit. I was doing sun like when I was a kid. I, it'd be winters. I'm like, I don't think I was outside enough. I'm going to go find a place with sun. And I'm just going to sit in it. And I know it sounds stupid and like holistic or whatever, but kind of like helped me. And I knew that I couldn't operate at the highest level of standup or I couldn't even get better at it unless this shit up here was good. Right. And the more cool and calm I was up here, the better that was on stage. And the more in my head I was and the more kind of like crippled I was by maybe yeah. like anxiety or being depressed about something, being just down in general, the worse it was going to be on stage. Unless the stage becomes like, the magical moment where you just get to vomit all that shit out. And those sets are just, you can't plan them. You can't do anything. But sometimes it's like, you're at your limit. You have nothing. I remember specific sets where it's like, I was like, I'm fucking down. This sucks. And I just let it out on stage. And there's something about the audience. There's something about those people there where they know it's real and authentic. Yeah. And they're into it. They're locked. And there's a button you can push and it can't be recreated. Mm -mm. That is the crazy thing you could about say it verbatim the next night. And I, and I would try. And it and doesn't. It would it's not the same. You know, when a joke, you first start doing a joke, and it'll work for three weeks, it yeah. works at 110%. Yeah. And then it dips down to yeah. like 97. Yeah. I was talking to Mulaney one time. I go, I would love to get one of those bits on TV. And he goes, I did it. His, he did a Conan set. When he first started doing his Law and Order bit in yeah. like the first three weeks, and it's—I mean, by the way, the set's fucking crushing. Yeah, and he doesn't dress; it's shitty jeans, and <laughs> but he actually did the thing of like he was able to capture that, that harness yeah. that hundred ten percent energy. Yeah, and 
to, does your brother do it? Does your was your brother aware of the sort of like we got to keep an eye on this? No. Or did your parents even say is it truly just modeled behavior or did they say like, "Hey, you know, you might from time to time it might get a little foggy up here." No, I think my parents were like very open about a lot of stuff. Like I could share anything with my folks and it wasn't weird. Yeah, and they would also you know what I mean? Like my parents talked about depression and like kind of how it works. And I, when I was young, I didn't understand really what it was. Even like in high school, I would take my dad to the cellar because I thought if you're sad and then you laugh, now you're happy. Yeah. So we would just go when he would tell me he's kind of like down. We would just go to the cellar. You know what I mean? Like also my mom is old when she has me and older when she has my brother. So how old was your mom? My mom was 40 when she had my brother. And I'm 39, so this is back in the day before. My mom, my mom had me when she was 40. So you dealt with menopause. I, uh, you know what's funny is I've never, th- I've gone like, was she on menopause? Like, bro, my mom had her period for two months once. <laughs> it was like, and it was like she was just wild, like it was just a crazy situation, and I didn't understand what the fuck it was. I was like, does this lady hate me? Like, what, what's going on? How do you know she had her period for two months? Because, because my dad told me. Because I was like, what's up with this lady? <laughs> my mom's a little wild. My mom was she like, uh, like uh, rotten? She was like being an asshole. So it, my dad was more the nurturer, and my mom was more like the provider. <laughs> That's funny. So like my dad was there like emotionally and everything. Now, I don't want to take anything away from my mom because I could tell my mom anything and like I felt no judgment at all. But she was a little bit more strict and it was her business. The you should studio. own a restaurant. Yeah. For real. I've put multiple restaurants in the ground. So I don't know if uh, I don't know. if <laughs> the I'm best saying thing. like you should own like you're the kind of guys like I just picture you like the nurturer part of you. Like, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. You good. Can yeah. I get you anything? I do do that. Maybe that's one of my blocks. I, I like people to feel comfortable. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, BetterHelp can get you there. Look, I don't even know if BetterHelp likes the podcast, but I think they hear us talking about therapy so much on here that they're like, we have to advertise. Me and Schultz bring it up again. Therapy, it ain't no bitch shit. It's for adult human beings (laughs) who need a little bit of help. It's like, would you rather go to a mechanic or would you rather just figure out your car yourself? Because you've had a car a long time. You could probably, you're a sharp person. You can figure it out. No, take it to a mechanic. Unless you're like into cars or whatever. Whatever. Don't get lost in the metaphor. I stand by therapy. Done it my, a, lot, a lot of my life. And it's excellent. Like I said, if you want to live a more empowered life, better help can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash Neil to get 10% off your first month. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash N-E-A-L. Do it. You need the help. You need help. I need help. Everybody needs help. Do it. Get some help. Bye. Whether you want to get more fit, be a better parent, or get more done at work, there is only one thing that will help, and that's better sleep. With Miracle Made Sheets, You can tap into the power of self-cooling temperature regulation, which has been shown to improve sleep quality by up to 34%. I was like in a good mood today and I was like, why am I in such a good mood? And uh, I actually, they sent me these sheets like eight days ago and I used them, I started using them four days ago. And uh, maybe it's a coincidence, guys, but I was in a good mood today. I was like, why am I in a good mood? And I looked and my sleep score on my little uh, handy wrist, 
Boop. Uh, 87, one of my top scores that I've ever gotten. Anyhow, uh, these sheets are infused with natural silver that prevent 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving it to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. So be lazy. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands, and they're better for your skin. So stop sleeping on bacteria, you gross dirtbag. Go to T-R-Y-M-I-R-A-C-L-E dot com slash Neil. That's trymiracle.com slash Neil to try today. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Save over 40% and be sure to use our promo code N-E-A-L at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. And Miracle is so confident in the product, it's back with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're at 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to it and use the code NEAL to claim your three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. And thank you, Miracle, for making this episode possible. Thanks, Miracle. You did it again, buddy. We got to get back to your mom. Sorry, go. Yeah, I've yeah, said yeah. this so many. I've, yeah, yeah. I've said it too many times. My mom's wild. I drove my mom absolutely crazy. I had all the friends coming over to the crib. Like it was, she would. They're drinking all the two liters of Pepsi. My mom would buy like six two liters of Pepsi, gone in a day. My friend Carlos is running through the wall. Like there was just holes yeah. in the wall. Like this poor lady, and then she got to go teach salsa lessons all night. You know what I mean? But in in my mind, right, I'm the ideal son. I'm not robbing anybody. I'm not like other friends joining a fucking gang and shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm here safe doing my homework. Yeah. Why are you upset? Yeah. What's wrong with you lady? So you know? did you like get into beefs or was oh, it just kind of time? Yeah. 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 And my, my dad kind of protected me cause he was like, your mom's kind of crazy. So he gave me like a little shield. So when she would be angry at me, instead of me going, I think my mom hates me. I go, I think, I think my mom's crazy. Great. And it was like a really great tool because that could really erode your confidence. Yeah. If you think one of your parents doesn't like you. Now, I never thought my mom didn't love me. My mom loved me. And she was like an amazing provider and always there if I ever went through anything. But it took us even to like now to get on the same page and really like feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't relate, but I'm, does she talk about like? Oh yeah. Like I think cause I came in and I was like, I was kind of like a force. And then my dad was like, I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to be my dad. My dad went, I'm not going to be my dad. I'm every, it's all in with the kid. It's almost reversed, right? So it's like a lot of times a woman has a child and then the husband is like, you're you're not necessary. My mom had the kid and then my dad was like, what does the kid want? Yeah. My mom worked first. So my dad, he was working for NBC. He could take six months off, not paid, but he could take six months off. So I spent, the first six months of my life with my dad while he my mom worked. He NBC, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think my mom told me that the other day. I was like, oh shit, maybe that's why I'm so close. Your dad was a homemaker. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if those six months you're supposed to be with the mom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, that's interesting because there does, hearing this, there is like a softness to your masculinity. Okay. You're a bro. Yeah, yeah, but you're like a kind-hearted bro. Like you're yeah, not, like a, you're not a dickhead. No, I I watch a Jimmy V speech and fucking let it rip. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one. It's the one speech. It is one. It is <laughs> it is one. It's not any speech. Yeah, Don't yeah, just yeah. go like I'm his sure pre-game <laughs> at fucking Virginia Tech. <laughs> okay, so did you feel fucked up about not getting along with your mom? Or you were just like, eh, it's nothing personal. That's got nothing to do with me. My honest reflection on it, I'm sure that it has affected relationships. When you talk about relationships. Yeah. What's your arc been with that? Like, I'm assuming you married had dumb values. Uh, yeah, yeah, married, yeah. Um, you had dumb values at some point, and then you get, like, slightly I better. never had, I never had, I think I probably went through times in my life where it was like, I wanted you to like, if you're a girl, I want you to like me, right? Because then that means I'm likable. So it was almost like a selfish version of it. So if you didn't like me, then I was like, I would love to get you to like me, because then I like me. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's almost like yeah. this rejection technique guys use with girls. Like if you don't give them the attention, then yeah. they're gonna want to fuck you so that they can like themselves. Yeah, because they don't like how they feel when they're rejected. Yes. So I think there was probably some of that, but in terms of like relationship, it was always very important to me that like that we got along and enjoyed hanging. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember like distinctly with my wife within the first few times of hanging out, going like, "Oh, I really like this." She really values what I have to say, and that makes me feel really good. I I feel comfortable sharing with her, and I'm very sensitive to that shit. Like, if I feel like you don't care what I have to say, I can kind of shut down. Of course. I, I think rightly so. But there's some of these fucking, there's some sociopaths that just can go. Oh, yeah. Do you well, know what I mean? People that can't we work read, with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, people that can't read social signals. And, they don't realize that, like, nobody cares. Yeah. And it's this level of narcissism. And we all have some of it, don't get me yeah. wrong, but like it, it, there's a level of it where it, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. It doesn't matter how these people feel. And I think that I'm very fortunate. I think that's like psychosis. I think you're just kind of born that way. But it's like, and I think that I'm very fortunate that I am very sensitive to how people feel around me. And I think that that's like, I think that helps with relationships. It also helps with just like, you know, work and like, I want people to enjoy this. There are people that go, this is the dream and it's my dream and you all serve this dream yeah. and I don't care what you have to do in your life. Shut that up. Yeah. And Kanye is apparently one of these guys. You don't, you're disagreeing with, you're fired. You're, you're fired. And it's like that level of narcissism really helps someone become successful. I've seen it a dozen times. I mean, I, it's almost that works exclusively. You hates you. Yeah, that part That's why of me. You this... hire a food tester in case someone's poison yeah, trying to poison yeah, you. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Those there are those people that there's. Remember, you were just saying right how like you're not aware of those social cues. They're so numb to it, they don't know that everyone around them resents them. Yeah, I'm so sensitive to it that I want us all to enjoy this. Like, but uh, but is it a democracy? That's the question. No, I, right. The difficult part is. This is this kind of has to be this idea I have. No, 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 no. Uh, when I say it's not democracy, it means it's not everybody has an equal say. There are people that have more say because they're more of an expert. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. But it's let's say the idea. Let's say, let's say just we're designing this studio. Okay, designing the redesigning the studio. Yeah, yeah. Right. Tell me the process. The best idea wins. So we Who, sit down. Everyone's pitching. Me, Mark, Dove. Miles, 
uh, Akash, Alex, everybody's going, okay, what are the themes that we want to do? What is, and our designer, Nick, who's fucking genius, he asks us all these great questions. What is, what do you see the show as in five years? What do you see it in 10 years? What is the real purpose of this show? Like he, he had us thinking about the yeah. studio in ways that weren't so simple. Yeah. And the ethos for me was just like, it needs to be a TV show. Yeah. It needs to be TV. Like it, you have to look at it and be, think you're just watching TV. Yeah. So what makes a podcast studio feel like a podcast? The chairs are on the wall. There's no separation. What makes right. a, an ESPN show feel like a studio or a real show is the a desk and depth. And yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So all these little things. Right. But like when it comes to the ideas, you know, Mark had these great, uh, great ideas and it's like, okay, that idea is better than every idea that wins. So for me, it's, it's not democracy, meaning every idea gets voted the same, but the best idea wins. I believe in this as an ethos and you've set up a system where I bet obviously that some shit I'm sure you're just like no all like, the time yeah yeah but that's the, just because I'm not convinced but you have to but I like put it this way Neil it's like it, for me to go no I'm trying to think of a no actually it's very rare I say no if you're your YouTube special and you were like and someone's it, you I saw the credits there's four at ed, five editors yeah so you guys are all I would guess the process was you'd all gangbang you'd all take a sequence or you'd take you go, let me try that area or let me try that. And then eventually you would go, I'm not comfortable putting that out. Yes. That's the, the, the reason I'm, def I'm with you in theory. Yep. The thing I'm thinking about, and I've been talking about a bunch on these podcasts, is like when we did half baked, we didn't get it to go our way. We didn't demand what we needed mm. and the movie wasn't what we wanted. And Dave got punished and I got punished mm. after that you're a little less what what do you guys think so when we do this the thing i love about this like creating all our own stuff is uh -huh. that that we have final say yeah there's got to be some trust though like if you're working on the project the trust is earned obviously you know mm -hmm. like like shifty the guy who did the the bulk of the edit right yeah i mean right there you got to trust him his name shifty Go uh, ahead. you got to do it but the kid's <laughs> fucking 19 years old when he's doing it yeah and he absolutely fucking murdered it but we edited it was one minute per day we sat down for a whole day me shifty and mark alex did a preliminary edit of it then me shifty and mark sat at one minute per day one minute per day it was insane but shifty gets a crash course in editing for stand-up special right you know like even the way we approach it before we start the edit we're like we're like okay what do we want this to feel like how can this what is like comedy but it's not comedy so we're watching horror and we're like tension release okay what are the shots in horror okay Oh, they do these kind of like push-ins and then when he breaks the tension it can pop out and it's like oh that's a good idea for stand-up we can kind of push in towards a punchline without telegraphing and then on that break release show the crowd show everybody having kind of fun like what are the things that can inspire us but in terms of the ideas for the edit they'll pitch me something they'll show it to me i might have to go now nah, i want to see it this other way but if i look at the other way and there's better i, have I no ego well, about this. what happens to me a lot of times is they won't even show me the way i want I'm like, just show me. Yeah, yeah I, I need to see I'm it. asking you. I, I'm sorry. I have to jump out of the plane. Yeah. It's show all you. Show it to me. Yeah. Yes. I'm the one who's going to get judged for this, good or bad. Yeah. So, like, show me this. And they're like, and people still sulk, which is incredibly aggravating. But, but, um, but why would they think that, that they know stand up better than you? Schultz. <laughs> I don't know. That, I'll be honest. It happens to me all the time. The beautiful thing about going into that was Mark's a stand-up. Yeah. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And he's also like me in that like he's a perfectionist about yeah. shit. So I have somebody 
in the edit when I wasn't there preliminary, like the preliminary parts, I have somebody going, I wouldn't want that out like that. Yeah. When you have just an editor who's doing a Marvel movie one day and then a stand-up special the yeah, next yeah. day, they don't know what it's like for a- To bomb. Yeah. And how awful it feels. And also, yes. they might look at it and be like, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Ain't no kind like, of funny. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, no, no there's no, don't squint. Don't yeah. raise your voice. Yeah. Don't go up. Well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the biggest lesson I learned with this is, to be honest, and it, it's something kind of happened organically, but then when I heard- the feedback from it. I, I never wanted to be one of those people that kind of leads in that narcissistic way where they're not worrying about everybody else's dreams and what they care about. Like, I, I didn't like that. But most importantly, like, those people take credit for everything. And, like, I've never once heard, like, Kanye go, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I didn't Kanye design does, It's funny. It's, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, Kanye is a good example of, like, you, he, you didn't know. He had producers on every album after his second album. So like, and I'm yes. not saying that he's not and a great And he just pursuit. never brought it up. And he's fucking excellent. It's one of my favorite hip hop artists of all time. Yeah. Um, but like, he didn't do it by himself. But um, So it's so easy to give credit. I feel, I feel guilty not giving credit because I know that those people contributed. Right? I say Jimmy Carr, this is his idea. Yeah. I say it just about every episode because yeah. yeah. I don't. I feel wrong. A it's a waste of time. It's yeah, a it's a waste a, of the audience's <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. I can't not waste it. Yeah, I have yeah. to tell it. And maybe yeah. it's because like because I've been I've been behind the scenes. Whatever. Yeah. May, whatever the reasoning is, I can't. Uh, I more or less have to do it. Now yeah. on the on the flip side, I've done the thing where someone pitched me an idea, and within three days, I thought it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my wife said I do that with jokes. Like once I manipulate the story and the joke, that becomes what really happened. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, it's crazy yeah, person yeah, shit. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. All right, so how do you feel when you find a deal? Do you feel smart? Do you feel lucky? Do you feel excited? What about when you're surprised by a deal? Does it feel like you're getting a treat for free? Thanks to Honey, manually searching for a coupon code is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. All right, imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. Imagine it. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Again, this is one of those circumstances where I happen to, I use the product. I'm a lucky baby and I use the product. I save money with Honey all the time, like for real. Uh, it attaches to your web browser and when, you, and when you're shopping, it'll just like go do Honey and you hit it and it'll start searching. It's like finding money, basically. It costs you nothing to have it on your browser and it's super easy. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your iPhone as well. Uh, just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash neil. That's joinhoney.com slash neil. J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y dot C-O-M slash N-E-A-L. Joinhoney.com slash Neil. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have. I care about you so much. 
yeah, yeah. Um, we are crazy. All right, way. so tell me about your wife, your relationship with your wife, and how it's different than the other ones you've had. I mean, you don't not without without insulting your wife in any way, or divulging anything. No, I, I mean about other okay. Relationships. Listen, there's baseline things that I think that you need in a relationship. Like you need just to think that person's absolutely stunningly beautiful. Like all yep. these things are yes, of course, but. It, the difference really came is like, do I want to share with this person? Maybe or? that's why I'm single because no one thinks I'm beautiful. Go oh, no, ahead, I didn't Shulk. say they have to think we're beautiful. Oh, yeah, I yeah, can, got confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. They just got like your blocks. Now. Oh, oh. <laughs> you got to leave with the blocks. Yeah, I did. Now I do. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, I just love sharing with her. And I loved when she shared. Like, I, I really liked her opinions about things. I like that. Yeah, I like, I like her drive. I like her focus. Well, like, that's the funny thing about male female relationships is women spend a lot of time on their looks and it's important but not after the second date we know what you look like like yeah. literally yeah it comes down to like hey if i hit the ball over there yeah. you're gonna hit it back yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't care if you are that if you if your eyeliner's perfect yeah i don't yeah. give a fuck yeah. we gotta sit here yeah and talk for 60 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, look good, please. You gotta be hot. You gotta be hot. No, I know this is, you gotta be, because I think there, there's a, some, this girl did this fucking hilarious thing. Uh, there's this, uh, uh, she did a, a thing about guys on podcasts talking about settling down. Mm -hmm. And she put this like fake beard on and she's just like, yo, you know what? Like, and she's doing the, the guy accent. She's like, you know what? It's like, my wife ain't the hottest, but you know, I realized that like, we got a lot in common. You know what I mean? And like, and she just keeps on doing this rant and you look at podcasts and there are a lot of guys that go on. It was just like, I just found one that like, she could lift things too. And it's like, when you, so when you have a ranch, you know what I mean? You need to lift <laughs> you a lot. Thing. Yeah. 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 Heavy shit. Yeah, exactly. No beauty. Of course. Like, but most people are not beautiful. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's hard. You got to so, find a beautiful one. No, but that hasn't not, been with Leo. That's tricky. It's not possible. It's, it's not, not gonna. It's not gonna happen. I might need to you got to go to Europe or the Far East. He goes to Israel. You're he right. got the first draft pick. He's there before Nick uh, Saban. I said to you, I think that if you're a hot woman, you have to check in with Leo. Oh, for sure. Like, hello, I'm hot. Yeah. People said I had to come. He's to me. immigration. You're, he's Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> they need to make another island. Yeah, he's Ellis Island for for the hottest women on earth. That's funny. Um, the um, <laughs> Your grandmother passed through here. Yeah, in 2023, yes, she was great. Um, okay, do you? Okay, so the time that we spend together, do we want to hang out? Do we want to talk? Do we have fun? Do I love making her happy? I yes. Like this sounds like almost like some simp shit, but I don't care. It's like it is a real joy for me to make her happy, and I think that's important. Yeah, like I, that is. Yes. if you're doing it kind of like reluctantly because you got to keep this thing going, like. But if actually making that person happy makes you feel great, that's a sustainable thing. Did you feel that way with every woman you dated? Because I, because I, I had a thing one time where a woman was like, "I want you to court me, and I want to go places," and I was like, "It's kind of not what I do. I can yeah. get the tickets. I can do the thing. I'll go to the zoo. You think yeah. I never been to a zoo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I scream free them because I'm vegan." Yeah. Um, yeah. I go and I protest. Uh, and somebody's like, "Well, maybe it's you didn't want to do it for." It's like I don't do it. So the idea of making someone else happy in ways that make me unhappy or make me kind of feel shut down, yeah, or like I'm on duty, yeah, like can't I'm, be that, yeah. You got to have the mutual things, yeah. You know, and like it doesn't have to be your first passion. 
you know, but like, like, for example, my wife is a big foodie. She loves going to restaurants and she loves eating like great food. It just so happens that great food tastes delicious hmm. and I can get on board with that. Yeah. I grew up going to diners my whole life. I'm a diner but kid. But now you go, now that you go to nice restaurants, I'm, takes a long time. Can, to I, get the can food? we say that? To get can the food? we say that like, it's a bit of an ordeal? It better be, Neil. Neil, it better be a fucking ordeal. For these prices, I need the ordeal. Don't have the burger ready. I need... Uh, bring don't, some I, you don't want something dipped in hot water? No. <laughs> <laughs> and thrown out on your plate? No, you don't no, want to just no. flash fried and fucking, fucking gone? Yeah. Well, but I dated a woman whose brother was a chef and... So we go to, and it's like, uh, chefs with compliments yeah. to the point where you're full yeah. before the actual food gets there. And yeah. you're like, could you have, can we take some of the shit I bought off the bill? Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah. I didn't eat it. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you find that's, that was the only downside of like yeah. foodie world yeah. to me. Yeah. And you don't mind that. No, like I, I, yeah, I. I like eating the good food. It's cool. Like I'm in a place where we can afford it and it's not like a stress. Right. And then. It makes her really happy and she's really into it. And she likes kind of like discovering the spot. She likes, yeah. you know, it doesn't have to be some bougie spot. It's just got to be a place that has really great food and she goes and does it. So we like that. We travel well together. Like that's the other thing. She will plan everything. I won't. Like I'm not yeah. going to Google a million different things. Like I'm not going to find out where we're going to stay. So we really kind of like lock in in a lot of ways. Yeah. And that. I think is something you start to recognize almost like organically in the beginning. And then as you reflect on it, like your marriage, you're like, wow, like this is a great companion to travel with because all the things I do not want to do, she gets anxiety if it's not done. Right. Like I, I almost have to be like I, I, I one too, thing a day. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Or it will be. If I do more than one and then it becomes like, we got to be on the boat yeah, yeah, yeah. by three forty-five, no, no, and then, yeah. And you're stressed. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Two thoughts. One of them, does she ever get a hotel room where you're like, okay, that's a little steep. Yeah, probably. Do you yeah. voice it? Or you Not eat really. That? Like, I kind of like hold on to it in case I need to like point out something later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I use it Collect for like passive yeah, aggressive yeah, 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 purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, a, yeah, like, yeah. A, like a... Someone's got to pay for the Amangiri. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, someone's got to pay for these trips yeah. to Columbia. Yeah, you like, you weren't saying that when we was on that fucking uh, private shuttle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where's the same energy? From the, yeah. through the very yeah. dangerous yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't yelling that when we got, the, when I got the bulletproof Mercedes to get from the fucking Egyptian airport. <laughs> very important. In Morocco. It's very important. Um, somebody, a friend of mine recently is in a relationship and she said that they got, her car got broken into that's a good test like traveling's a test for a relationship yeah. but if you fake a break-in you could see you know what i mean oh he broke he, into uh, no so a girl a girl's car got broken into when oh. she was her boyfriend was visiting the other shit got and she said it was like a good test but i was thinking it'd be a good it could be like a business mm. where we fake crimes and see how they react couples yes and then how'd she react she said they both were great they both mm. handled it very well. And she's like, it was a good sign that they we can handle were, chaos well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or a setback, or uh, yeah. because you kind of become uh, uh, Voltron. Well, th that does happen in a relationship, and I love that. Like, right. You become like a you're a yeah. thing. This this fucking idea. Like, don't get me wrong. I love independence. Obviously, everything we're doing is independent. But like, it's independent with a group. 
you know, and I yeah. think that with relationships, codependency is good. I, I think that we we have this like Western idea that like it should be the sole individual journey. You're the fucking hero, and it's like no. If you're building a family with somebody, that becomes the group, and there are things that you guys do together for one another. You have roles, and you support one another in those roles. You learn how to fucking communicate with one another, and that's not easy. It is, and you learn the things you do that drive people fucking crazy. Like, I, I would do this thing <laughs> that would drive my wife crazy. The second we started to, like, get into a tiff, I would go, oh, so you want to ruin a night. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, in my mind, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. You just um, checkmated her. Bro, but in my mind, I'm going, I'm going, I don't want to ruin a night. You must be one. I'm, no, I'm just saying there's two of us here. And one I of us know don't want to ruin me. Night. Yeah. That I don't want that. So that only leaves one conclusion. Seems like it's you. <laughs> right? And then what I learned is that that's the worst thing to say ever. Because it's well, just putting it all the blame. Invalidates, yes. Yeah, it's just putting all the blame on that person. It's basically calling, it's the equivalent of calling someone racist. Yeah. Yeah. In a relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you once you call them, right? You can't. Yeah go like uh, not only am i not racist yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you, like she can't argue out you're how racist how long did you do that for uh, how many years how probably wow yeah years and it's it's so much better also like talking about how you feel how something makes you feel instead of just like blaming somebody yeah like oh, dude every couple should just go to therapy because what it really, i wanted i pitched it week three one time it it Yes, smart. And she was like, "No, I don't." She she didn't like it because she had no mental health oh, practices. That's once once if you grown up in therapy or like your parents were there, it just becomes like very normal. There's no like a stigma to it. Yeah. So the idea that now going too much will fuck shit up because then you live for the fight. Yeah, and, and you also go you're you're observing yourself through the therapist's eyes. Exactly. Going to be and yeah. And so it's like we actually found we went it was we were going once a week and then my wife was like, "Yo, I think we need to chill on that because it's almost like every fight we're like logging, let's talk about this here yeah. instead of just like, "Yo, let's cope on with these things, these skills that we have." And actually really help, but like learning the things that we do to, to one another and how that can make each other feel and why they feel that way based on the shit that they yeah. grew up with. You're dating somebody's fucked up childhood. Yeah. And they're dating your fucked up childhood. Yeah. Right? And you don't even know the things that happen in your life and how it can make you react this way. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, learning that. Also, you stop presenting that person. They feel this way because somebody else did something to them. If any, yes, everything is a like an involuntary reaction. I don't want, even that thing of like, so I, so you want to ruin the night, huh? Yeah. Like that's not, you have to deal with it, but it's not your fault, yeah. technically. It's this thing where we take the, even the bad parts of our personality. We have this like, that's me. Take her to leave it. And it's like, it's just what Bro. you've been doing. Yeah. It doesn't mean that's exactly who it's you are. It's a bit that's bombing that you won't let go. Yeah, like, ah, oh, no, it worked once. No, it was at the, it was, it was at the, yeah, it was, yeah, it it was at the, the Village Lantern. Lantern. Yeah. 2011 yeah, late six show Swedish girls yeah there. exactly yeah, they yeah. loved it. I don't think they understood they must not understand what I said yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. we do hold on to those those practices yeah we want to hold on to those behaviors and you don't have to change who you are but you got to understand why you feel a way I'm still learning why I feel a way about certain things and that informs me about like 
Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I get angry about something or, like, anxious about something before I know exactly how I feel about it often. And then if I act on that without really understanding how I feel. Then you're not, you're at your shitty advocate. I'm going to be an asshole every single time. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, we're, we're starting to have a kid or we're trying to have a kid. And I, and like. How are you, what are you doing? Um, you know, just mostly, um, can we talk about it? Oh, God. Well, you people know, said you it's know, not as know. much fun. People said it's yeah. not as much. Somebody said it's not as much fun. It's like feels a little bit like a responsibility. Oh, dude, yeah, especially in the beginning. Like when you first start, it's the worst sex you ever have because it's, so funny. it's just like, yeah, it's just, yeah it, it, there's nothing sexual about it. It's just it's like a horse. You're a horse. You're literally a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred. And you'll put a you'll put a saddle on just to really drive it home easily. <laughs> yeah. easily. You put a blanket and then a saddle on top of the blanket. <laughs> but yeah, it's just yeah. I didn't know this, but like every girl's biggest fear is they're they're not going to have a kid, and every guy's biggest fear is they're going to have a kid. Yeah. So the fact that we're not afraid at all about it comes across as apathy to them. Well, not only terrified. not afraid, kind of hoping between you and me, yeah, right? <laughs> Initially, yeah, right. But then when you start trying, you're like, yeah, of course we got this, and you don't realize that that woman her whole life is thinking, I might not be able to do this. She's heard every horror story. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she is terrified. It could it could not be her. And so when you don't take it seriously, she's looking at that and she's going, oh, does he not care? Yeah. Because they don't realize how we go through life, which is, I'm getting everyone pregnant. Everybody's getting pregnant. Ideally. I d Dude, when I was a broke comedian, I would like... I, I would throw the condom in, in the fucking garbage and then I'd take it out the garbage and be like, I got to flush this because that she girl. She's going to try to. That, yeah, this Because it happened to an NBA player exactly. once in 1994. <laughs> and now that's me. Sean Kemp had it happen. Yeah, him. multiple. Because he would never have sex without a condom. Because he didn't flush I know him. <laughs> I know Sean. He's a good guy. So just learning that kind of shit and then going, oh, I see why this is making you feel anxious. Yeah. It was not my intention. Okay. Are there limits to your that's, empathy? Well, that's all relationships are. It's just learning how your partner interprets everything you do. Yes. And the better relationships are the ones where most of the things you do are interpreted well. Yes. But this is what I was going to... Yeah. the. Are there limits to your empathy? Are there places where you're like, this isn't my issue, babe. This is your issue. I feel like I'm handling this yeah, in, kindly in, and, yeah. and, and you're being crazy or yeah. irrational. Yeah. In the moment, their limit for my empathy is very low. <laughs> very low. This is, I think moment. a lot of people are shocked. Yeah. <laughs> People pulled but, over right now because yeah. they can't believe the, the information huh? you just dropped. What? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but then after like reflecting on it, or if it's a, or if it's an argument or disagreement we've had a few times, then I've learned. Oh, okay, this is how she's interpreting this thing that I'm doing. That might be an asshole thing, or it might be like a per perfectly fine thing. But because she views life through this lens, because of things that she's went through. It seems that much more yeah. for her. So is it on do you So have my you, empathy becomes much, much more. And but do yeah. you then go, this is fucking stupid that I have to do this? But in the moment, yeah. But after a while, no, because like when you really when you really care about somebody and you understand like what they're feeling is like is real based on the things that they've experienced in their life, 
you realize like, okay, how do I just communicate that in a different way? That's all I'm trying to do is find the ways to communicate my frustration because I got to get it out. I'm not at that level where I can just be like, okay, babe, I'll sit on yeah. it. So I got to find a way to get this thing out of my do brain. Do you have a practice? Do you like, I got to go to the room and like, do you have a thing where you're like, I'll be right back. Hmm. How do you do it? How do you not like just jump at it? The, the therapist once said, like, talk about how you feel. So then for a while, I just started saying, I feel, and then the shitty thing I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And and then the therapist had to tell me, that's not how you feel. You're just saying, yeah. I feel in front of being an asshole. And also, what do, what do the Puerto Ricans have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> how did you turn this into a racist rant against Puerto Ricans? Yeah, right. Why did I do that? Yeah. No. Uh, Your wife was just late. It has nothing to do with what's she was five minutes late. <laughs> but loud, though. Yeah. No, She's being loud. Good. Bring the Puerto Ricans you know? into it. Yes. And yes, outside. Yes. 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 Damn, um, Neil, bro. Yeah. I thought we weren't going to talk about the Puerto yep. Ricans again. Um, and, yep. And she's got ri loud rims. Um, now, <laughs> now, okay. So, do you, how much, so how much, did you need to do a lot of improving in this relationship? I'm sure. But no, like, here's the thing. We were very good that, like, we enjoyed our time together. It was just yeah. finding a way to communicate those things that we unintentionally were bothering each other with. And not letting that erode the good shit. Exactly. That. That's the hard part. It, and that, and yeah, it's really just comes down to that. Like there's going to be the same exact things that you're, you're going to argue about. And how do you just find a way to communicate those things to one where you're familiar with it? You know what it actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you a grudge holder? No, I forget about shit. I believe it. I was. I like believe that I could see you yeah. getting like in an argument with your, or not an argument, but just like a thing. Is she good about? She have a short yeah, memory. No, she does too. Yeah, it's like we're lucky in that regard. Like I literally forget the things that we have blowups about, and I'm like, don't remind me. Like I don't want to even know about it. Yeah, I I don't want to now. In terms of grudges and other things, no. As long as I get it out, we have the talk and it's out of my system. Yeah, but if I don't let it out of my system, you know, like in business or that kind of shit like that, if I don't, if it never gets out, you know, it's just you were taking it with us. It's some yeah, some Jordan shit. You know what I mean? Like it, like it, it became personal. Yeah, I live by it for better and for worse. Like, yeah, it's great motivation. Of course. Yeah. Try to answer this honestly. You can. Sure. Has your wife improved in yeah. the relationship? I mean, yeah, her capacity to like, her capacity to like, reflect, and, and, change and organize. She's like the emotional stability in our relationship, and I probably didn't realize this until like maybe re recently, but like her, she's, you know how like Scotty Pippen could like emotionally manage the players and that's how he kept everybody. You know what I mean? He like, he would stop these two guys from almost wanting to fucking, you know, tear each other's heads off or whatever. It's, it's like, cause he understood what each person kind of needed. Mm -hmm. So like my wife's just kind of like the emotional stabilizer. I like, feel like the kind of personalities we have, that's who the woman is that's the likeliest the likeliest yeah. uh, successful IQ relationship would be off the charts high emotional iq yeah. no, they don't have to disappear but they just have to be like steadier than we are yeah, yeah. which you know some women are some women aren't that's the thing and it's all it's that's a harder thing because you have to develop that like that takes resilience 
Like my wife is very And it also takes a level to me from the outside in, not having never been a woman. Although if this GoFundMe works out, there's this idea now that if you're uh if you are that, then you're abandoning some feminine right that you have to complain? Not even complain, like don't make yourself small. It's like anti-feminist well, or whatever. I don't think you in to, my, again, that's maybe this is stupid. I but. don't think it's making yourself small. Like I think what it is. is I like, agree. Yeah, yeah, I think you're like you're like the point guard in a way. Like 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 her ability to understand like what's going on. For example, I have a big show. I'm going to be on this level of anxiety. You know. Okay, so she's filtering the things that I'm saying and doing through that lens. And understanding, oh, maybe and not I need taking space. the maybe bait. I need, exactly. When you're repeatedly saying, I guess you want to ruin our breakfast every, <laughs> I guess you want to ruin lunch. I guess There's you limits. Ruin- <laughs> yeah. There's limits. But like just understanding like how she's um, basically emotionally controlling what's going on, huge, like huge well, the, value. What, I think the point I was trying to make was like, that's what like my mom had to do. My mom who's mm. 90, meaning like my dad was a fucking terrorist. Yeah. And my mom just had to be like, huh, you know, the terrorists. Well, terrorism, that, what are you going to do? We live in Israel. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you got to deal with it. Yeah, like, yeah. and I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, we're both work. My dad, so, my dad's yeah. generation did nothing to get exactly. healed or better. They, yeah. Whereas I'm working on it. I'm a, I'll tell you right now, I'm a not, I'm crazy a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, yeah. I just need you to, if you can help it, yeah. I don't. I don't want you to live. It's a quote from a movie. I don't want you to go through life with the sound off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. like you don't have to live half a life to be with me. I'm just yeah. saying, like, I if you're crazy, I'm. It's gonna be hard for me not to take the bait. Yeah, yeah. I think that like back in the day, that was the relationship that a lot of women had to deal with. Right. Yeah. It's like just from stories from my like grandparents. Like my grandma was this like awesome fun woman. My granddad was like this fucking curmudgeon. Yeah. And like she just kind of like put up with it because that's kind of like what you did you had back to do in the day yeah. to have fucking kids or whatever. Yeah. And now I think that like you got to earn that. Because women know that they could go out there and they could meet tons of different people. Right. So yeah. it's like I think you have to earn someone who's willing to like rock with you through whatever you're going through. And you got to do the same thing for them. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like my wife went to business school, right? She works. I don't know if I could. She works with the biggest fucking tech company in the world. Like she's got her own fucking life, you know? Yeah. So it's like to have all that, to to be that level successful and still go, hey, we're building something here and we both need to find ways to support each other when we can. Like that has to be earned. I got to be there for her too. Yeah. I got to be that support for her as well. And I got to help her in those difficult situations. And maybe that's not like her job like it is maybe for me. Because but it's that, also but it's life to hear you talk yeah. about it. It's the first time I've thought of it as like an emotional project that you're both working on. 100. That's not done. That's beautiful. That, that, that's all it is. That is never going to be done. And how close can we get to like really yeah. figuring, you know, how each other, you know, there's, we, there's like weird times like with my wife where like, I don't have to say a thing. We could be talking about the dumbest shit, but I don't even have to say what I'm thinking. And I'll just be like, what am I thinking uh, we should do tonight? And then she'll say it. And I think that's just like a synergy, right? Yeah. It's just like, you're on the same page. You both know what you want. She's a witch. Go She's ahead. a witch. She she might be a fucking... She's a I think witch. we got to drown her. Yeah. I, there's I, only one way. way to find out. Dude, there's and one way. And we're near way. the East River. It'd hey. be a real waste of the East River. Pick a side, to not, babe. <laughs> to not drown her. 
Um, no, but it is like an emotional project that's, that's never great. done, and you have to find someone that you want to do it with. Yes, that you genuinely have fun. And I believe in your marriage. Yeah. Oh, if you if that makes sense, like sweet from the outside in, not even like you're saying all the right stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like knowing you before and like yeah, yeah you're not. There's no qualifying words. There's no like yeah. There's none yeah, of the, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I found the right, there's no, and like, I hope she I'm lives. saying that it's difficult. Like, I'm hope I'm saying that there are things you got to work through. Like, this is not this, like, oh, we're, oh it's yeah, perfect yeah. and everything. It doesn't sound change. that difficult, honestly, oh. but, but there are difficult times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, the idea that approaching difficulty, I think a lot of times people have this like romantic, uh, perception of a relationship where it's just like, oh, it just goes perfectly every single day and nothing goes wrong. And then when something does go wrong, they're like, oh, I guess maybe this wasn't right. And it's like, yeah, no, things are going to go wrong. And how you handle those things that go wrong is going to define the relationship. Yeah. That is a guarantee. Fucked up shit going to happen. That's why our crime company. Talk to me. Where we break into we your house. We create fucked up shit. Yeah. For and you then guys you to go to through react. early and then bond over the it's trauma. It's like an escape room, but we come to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, and do you, yeah, like it, but it sounds overall very positive. But, but you're, I love but, being but married. It, but I it is also like you're on a stakeout with somebody for uh, ever. Isn't that fire? Yeah. But yeah. it's hard, but yeah. it's not like easy, especially if you, you're more social than I am, I think. So, like, just the idea of having fucking some goon around all the time. <laughs> I look goon. I love you. Well, but maybe like, maybe you don't want maybe you don't want someone that's going to be maybe you don't want that social aspect to be as prevalent in a relationship. Maybe it's the companionship and somebody that's really just kind of like riding there for you, but they have their own thing. Like that's kind of what I imagine for you in a relationship. It's somebody that really has their own thing separate from you, and you're almost trying to like pull them away from that thing. I think that might work for you. Like that they, they have their focus and their light and their thing that they're really into. They really love you and they're letting you do your thing and they're supportive of you during their thing, but they also just love their thing. And you're almost like, Hey, let's go get some dinner or something like that. You're doing your thing so much. I'm trying to think of the women I've dated that were like super successful and, and not in entertainment. That also really helps private Instagram. Can't help you. Uh, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. you know, my threshold, you got to have a million followers for me to even, for me to even consider it <laughs> to take this to the next level. Um, no, I, that thing of, I don't know. I don't like this idea of it, her being like preoccupied me being like, it might work psychologically in a yeah, bad way, but, but in a bad way, but maybe you need that. Maybe well, whatever happened that, to you in your life. Now you're playing a dangerous game where it's like, you need to fuck with yourself. You need to give yourself a rabbit to chase. Yeah. Maybe that's what you're used to. You're one of 10 fighting I, for I attention. You know I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, there is that thing of like, I've dated so many different like types. So it's, and none of them worked. <laughs> so you just go like, I don't know what, what lesson to learn from these things. Well, the lesson is that you still want companionship. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I'm like, if I don't have it, I, I'm not going to die thinking my life was not fully lived. If I die uh, tomorrow, of course, edit this podcast like you think I would have wanted it, but uh, don't show it to Schultz. Um, it like I wouldn't think that my I had a half a life because I didn't meet of course. a person to spend it with. But You've there was like that impression a... of like you complete me, which is like no one fucking co I complete me 
and somebody else can compliment it, but I'm not. Yeah. Two people that are fine being alone coming together is really awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. And then building something together, even though they were fine alone. Yeah. It's just got to be, it's one plus one equals three. It's got to yeah. be better than. Yes. Or it's got to be two point something. Desperation, desperation is always yeah. going to be disaster. One plus one in that case equals negative. 0.8. Yeah. It goes down. Yeah. You're right. Yes. Yeah. They, there was some dude who said this on Instagram. He was like asking all these like billionaires, like what's the number one decision you made in your life? Like what's the most important thing? And he said every single one of them said uh, the woman that they married because they can either take you up, motivate you, push you, or they can tear everything down. Yeah. So it's a huge, huge decision. But I think we do want it at the end of the day. I think it's really tricky. You know, I think that, I think right now, yeah, we're in like a, a time of adjustment right now, especially with relationships. It's like the the online dating thing really sent everything for a loop mm -hmm. like you know i'm sure you've seen like the manosphere blow up what's going on there's a kind of a lot of frustration i think with younger dudes. well you're not profiting from that in, in not any way in any way shape or form <laughs> yeah they hate me actually the manosphere uh but it's like yeah i just think it's kind of an interesting thing that's happened because when online dating first came out my friends who are not in entertainment their sex lives were crazier than mine because it was like you're a swipe away and girls could have sex with guys anonymously, not even tell their friends. Like if it didn't go well, they'd be like, all right, I'm not counting yeah, yeah. that one. Like yeah. it was like everybody was traveling, but they were in their city. Yeah. Right. So it was connecting all these people crazy. And then, so guys kind of really took advantage of it. And I think girls kind of felt away. And then now I think what's starting to happen is that like, <laughs> I think girls before, if you want to fuck a celebrity and an athlete or, you know, a singer, you had it, to be shameless, bro. Yeah, it you was hard. You had to up. go to the hotel. You had to go. You had to like embarrass yourself or really risk embarrassing. No high quality woman is going to go knock on a fucking hotel room door. Yeah. Hoping like no woman who went to fucking college. You know what I mean? Like, and now, you know what all it takes now? Hi. <laughs> and fucking here DM, comes. DM, DM. Yeah. So it's. That's one of those things I think has sent the game for a loop. So first, the guys are going crazy. They're going meat market, fucking everything, right? And then all these girls are like, oh, this sucks. They're just like using us and yeah. nobody wants to take me seriously. And every guy's looking for something a little bit better because they're one swipe away. Then all of a sudden, with social media, the girls are realizing that every NBA player can DM them. And mm -hmm. they're like, well, if I'm just going to get meat marketed, I might Why as well have the best meat. meat. Yeah. Like, because yeah. all the guys, all the most famous people are in the DMs. Yeah. It's all of them. Yeah. So they're going, okay, well, I might as well get me market over here. So now the, the regular dudes who are getting all the pussy ain't getting pussy no more uh -huh. because they're competing with NBA players. So now they're frustrated, right? And I understand that frustration. You're like, yo, why am I not getting any love? But it's social media created that proximity. Now you don't got to be a shameless chick just showing up to the hotel. You're a girl that's got a great job. You're a girl that's in college. You know what I mean? You're going doing anything and you have access to any fucking celebrity that yeah. you want. That's going to shake the game up a little bit. And I think what it will eventually happen in the next couple of years is women will start going, oof, I don't want to be kind of ran through by all these NBA players and by celebrities. By the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not even a Laker girl. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the yeah. second team in LA. Yeah, exactly. Oof. So yeah. Yeah, one well, I'll be fucking soccer player soon. <laughs> you, know, you fuck a Clipper, you might as well fuck someone from the LA Galaxy. You get fucked by a guy who got a better ass than you? Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, so I think what will happen is that they go, I think they'll go, the women will start going like, I don't really like engaging with people in this way at all. And I'm going to kind of shut it down a little bit. I think that just takes a few years to kind yeah. of sort out. Like the OnlyFans thing will kind of calm down. I think there'll be a little bit more shame, you know, maybe put on that. Yeah, or not. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Maybe, maybe not. I, think, I, I, think, I keep yeah. thinking that there will be, you can go broke thinking people are going to get reasonable. Yo, you're right about that 100%. I just wonder, I think what's going to happen is like those girls are going to realize at a certain age that they probably want to settle down. And I think there's a lot of girls that, want to settle down but decided to do these things that guys they're gonna and they're also gonna be out of practice on how to even be like a human being yeah and i think that that once they're in their 30s they're gonna reflect and go i really wish i didn't like show my pussy all over the internet because like it was really hard for me to get a guy who wanted to like settle down and like marry me and they felt really embarrassed about that and like i really wish i didn't do that and i think the next generation of girls coming up are going to reject that and go oh i don't want that at all because that's going to limit my ability to have like a real meaningful relationship with somebody but it's so much money bro they're making half a million yeah. a month like yeah. I, it's i get why you want to do that yeah but there is there's a reason why there's like porn stars all end up in regretting it yeah they're like tattoos basically Doing porn is like a tattoo, but everyone has everyone has it, but you. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> um, uh, all right. Final question. Yeah. If there's a Schultz, if there's a biopic about you. Yeah. Who plays you, and what's the story arc, and what it? Who, who are you at the beginning, and who you are you at the end? Well, you know who I think should play you is okay. Uh, Count Chocula, but we put white face because i've always said schultz looks like a sexy count chocula okay yes that'd be great um maybe like the i don't know who plays me but maybe the arc is like my pops has this like really tough time growing up and doesn't really have the father figure he wants and then becomes like the ideal father figure and then God willing, hopefully I have some kids and I get to pass that on and he broke the chain. That would be cool. The your son. Meaning like my dad fathered me oh, in a way dad. that I wanted to father. Okay. You you would say that the chain maybe is broken. But I gotta prove it. Right. I gotta prove what he did is right by treating my children in the same way that he treated me. And having that like curiosity and love and, and affection and dedication. I got to do that. And then if I do that now, my dad actually really did change something. Right. You know, oftentimes it's just like history repeats itself, you know, yeah. like the hurt people, hurt people, et cetera. And he could have done that, but then he didn't. So that to me would be like a kind of cool story arc. And uh, that's not really, I guess, about me, more about him. But sometimes it's easier to think about things for other right. people, you know? You got to, you don't need a movie about you. You yeah. got to, you got several podcasts. Is it, isn't it? cooler to see it about i don't i don't know you relate to this i think also it's like it doesn't i know you did your piece about you and you've done things about you but you've also worked on things with other people like it i don't know it doesn't always need to be about you personally you know oh it, i like i like helping someone else like build a thing do that yeah. and then go like this you're like yeah do yeah. that and they're like okay it's a great quality yeah yeah. But I, but I don't, but that's, yeah, this is like, uh, that would be one of those movies where people like it, but they feel ripped off. 
your movie? Why? What are they like? I thought it was fucking about Schultz. Every scene's fucking dead. Yeah, I'll get the car. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me go. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That implies people going to the movie theater. Yeah, um, which is not happening. Streaming, I'm sure baby. it would stream. I don't We're know if this streaming, is, baby. like you know what I mean. I don't I know. Think if this you is can a, do certain things in a the Marvel movie, movie. Yeah, Marvel. You could go. It's got to be. It's got to be worth the, the the putting on clothes and getting a babysitter. You yeah, know what I mean, like it's it's got to be like Top Gun was worth it. Avatar. I still was haven't worth seen it. it. Oh, you got to see Top Gun. I don't want to see Avatar. I made that mistake once. No, so, it's just great to like see the world that's created. Like even if the story isn't like the most unique or brilliant thing, the world is unbelievable. And the same thing with Top Gun. It's like Top Gun is the perfect execution of a traditional Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah. There are people who like hate on like Top Gun. Just do it perfect. Just do it great. Yeah. Like Louis was on the pod, like hating on Top Gun. And it's like, no, no, he, they're not trying to make something like unique and different. No, it's the most delicious cheeseburger you've ever had in your life. And you know what we still eat? Motherfucking cheeseburger. Veggie burger? You. You. Oh. You. This is why I don't fit you in. vegan. So I don't fit in no place. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Great talking to you. You're the man. I don't know yeah. what our blocks were, but I think we had a no, cool combo. No, I don't combo. think it, whatever. The, I don't mind. If we don't need the format, we don't, we'll just put up ones you don't even know about. Yeah. Dad, but that's cool my, also. Right. We just put up one, like, we've ended up just going like shit that we weren't, didn't write down. Yeah. That become um, not professional. Uh, he's fired Spike Lee my phone rang when he was doing a sketch one time and yeah. he charged me 20 bucks I love that fucking excellent love- um, the uh, but yeah like it doesn't have to be as long as it's in- more introspective than you normally are yeah I've I never heard you talk great. about your marriage so like yeah. I, it's interesting to me I don't yeah. know do you ever talk about it yeah yeah okay. I talk about the pod and, and these types of, and in places I yeah it's it's fun you're great you're great interviewing yeah you're you're curious that's the other thing. It's like, yeah, you're you're a you're a curious. I think that's kind of why we get it. I think we've connected for multiple reasons, but I think at the end of the day, it's like in this industry, when you meet someone who's like, like will ask you something. Yeah, like, I, I'm always very curious about what your perspective yeah. is on something and like your experience. And I think you're also that way with other people. And I think it's like nice sometimes when we're in this industry, you're surrounded by a lot of people who maybe aren't as curious about others. Well, it's funny. Yeah. That thing about like comparison. Yeah. Empathy and curiosity is in service of comparison. Do you know what I mean? I ask you questions and I'm like, so what's it like to be you? Because uh, uh, you're comparing. That's not like my, Interesting. my operating system. Interesting. I should see if that sounds better. Interesting. And not, I'm not envious. I'm yeah. just more like, so what do you? Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Or like, you know, we've had talks about other stuff and it's just like, I'm learning kind of like what your experiences were in certain things the things that were great about it and the things that were not that great. And it's like, okay, how can I avoid those things yeah. that weren't that great? That's like really helpful. So I guess there is, yeah, selfishness in that, but like. But I don't, it's good. I think it's like, it's being a human being's not easy. Yeah. And just going like, what's it like over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like what's yeah. it's like uh, like is this infected? Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. emotion. Um all right, great buddy. My brother. Yep. Thank Bye. you. Bye.